Alright, so we are back on. We're back on. We are recording. There's a bloody Zubat flapping around. Excellent. Yeah, well, I can never fucking catch the bastard. Oh, he says, nailing it with a nice shot. Hello and welcome to Too Much Time on Our Hands. Maybe I don't know. It's, we're in a strange place, guys. So bear with us, okay? Um, I no idea what's going on. So uh, for the time being, it's me and it's Tom. Hello, hey, how you doing? Yeah, I'm doing good, man. How are you? Long time no speak. Yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, it's been a few weeks. It's been a few weeks. It's a lot's happened weeks. in those few weeks. A lot has happened in those, in those few weeks. Olympics happened. Olympics happened. In Rio, a, in pool, Rio. a pool turned green. You've been watching, yeah, a pool did turn green. You and we're supposed to believe that it was because of the banners. The banners? What's this? Yeah, apparently the banners around the side, dangling in the pool, is what oh, turned it green. It's like, like the covering from the... Yeah, but I think I'm more inclined to believe that it was something to do with an underpowered filter. Yes. Not able to filter out the um, algae. Yes. Green algae. <laughs> there we go then. You've been watching the Olympics? I've been watching it on and off. Me too. I've, I've kind of got... This is the one thing I get quite patriotic about. What, the Olympics? Yeah, I get really into it. Well, you don't like football that much? I'm not a big football fan, no. Okay. I, um, but I like... I'll watch all of it. I'll watch anything except for dressage. <laughs> That's something I realised a couple of weeks or last week was that sitting there watching... I will literally... If, red button... I will watch anything but the dressage if, it, if that's you'll, what's on. You'll literally watch the commentators, you know, whacking off in their downtime. I will, yeah. I will watch Claire Balding try and do a Rubik's Cube <laughs> over dressage. So, and it's got to be one of those like proper like tongue out thinking. Faces, <laughs> yeah. <isn't it? laughs> yeah. And just like doing that, that non-swearing thing where she's, where she's getting really frustrated but she doesn't want to swear so she's saying things like, like blooming hell. Oh, like she that. is brilliant though. She, there, she's, there is... There is part of me that always loves the old balding, purely because she's one of those people that's like, she just doesn't give a shit. No. Like, doesn't give a shit about how she looks, doesn't give a shit about how, what people think about her, doesn't give a shit about what people think about her commentating. Um, not like, uh, is it John Inverdale? Who, yes. Who managed to offend everyone by making Andrew Murray angry. Um, but of course he did make completely, like, ridiculous comments. Like, um... Wow, it must be. It must feel great to have won two medals. That's the first time a tennis player's ever done that. It's like <laughs> what? <laughs> you know, it's like, these two sisters. It seems. Yeah. It seems like if you're going to be a commentator for the Olympics, it's kind of incumbent on you to know a little bit about what you're talking about. Yeah, like I, I'd imagine with tennis, you might be just thinking inclined to just kind of like I'll wing it, I'll be fine. Mm. Whereas something like dressage, if you've never done dressage before you probably want to learn what the fuck it means when they their little legs pop up and they're walking like sideways and stuff oh, man, I, I wouldn't even know where to begin I mean Jolie and I that's my Jolie and my wife um, although I've said that quite a lot people yeah. probably know that Jolie's Tom's Jolie. wife yes yeah. um, hello Jolie we, what's up <laughs> I love you and thanks for looking after Vinny tonight that's my son um, the uh, uh, we were watching the diving yesterday yeah. the uh, the single uh, flippy diving things. We'll get into geek news in a minute, by the yeah. way. But this is fun. And, um, yeah. and uh, it was really cool because, uh, the, the, like you said, the commentators were kind of going, "Oh, and she's going to pay for that and some yeah. of that." And Jolly and I were like, "What? Oh, <laughs> pretty good to me. Amazing." <laughs> yeah. yeah. Excuse me. So much on like the splash 
and yeah. the diving and stuff like oh, that. Oh, and she's going to have to, yeah, that, that'll cost yeah. her. Oh, see, she's down the rankings now, and you're like, oh my god, that's but amazing. Do you do the same thing that, that that I do, which is five minutes in, I'm immediately an expert on on the yeah. sports, of course. So, so oh yeah, I've seen this happen. Yeah, <laughs> I have never watched rugby sevens in my life. Five minutes in though, yeah. You knew what was going on. Yeah, I said some despicable things though, while watching the rugby sevens. James Rodwell, yeah, member of the Team GB, ex Berkhamsted School for Boys oh, really? pupil. Yeah, where I where I went to school, along with um, Max, what's his face? Who's for Hemel Boy? Max Mitchell. Yeah, is Max that right? Whitlock. Whitlock. Max Whitlock. Is that Match, his name? Max Hatchell. He won. He won two gold medals. We should. We should know his name. But yeah, Max Hatchell. Max Satchel. Max, no, I don't think it's Satchel, is it? I think it is Whitlock. It's Whitlock, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's Whitlock. Yeah, yeah, two gold medals as well. Fair play to all of our Olympians. Yeah. Um, you're making us proud. And yeah, if you're listening to this pod, I mean, surely you, you should be doing something else. Like, if you've either had your event going out drinking, or if you're about to have your event doing something other than listening to this podcast. But I was going to say, there is like there is a point. I mean, if you are listening, then... You know, fair play, yeah. good good taste, um, but you're probably home now. True. Yes, it will probably be it'll be over by the time that it'll be over by the time we're done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I'll be watching the rugby sevens, and I will use words like, and I'm not proud of myself for this. Go on, ugly him up a little bit, <laughs> and stuff like that. Which is <laughs> like such a middle class thing to say. I know, yeah, go on, go on ugly him get up your elbow bit. in there, ugly him up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> so it's. <laughs> I get That's really into bad. stuff like that. But yeah, expert in five minutes. Except yeah. on dressage, because I, I just don't care. Dude, you, you, I mean, you're not in... Um, in no way are you in the minority there. Because I think most people who end up watching this sort of stuff do get quite into it. Hmm. <laughs> and I mean, I do as well. And there are the, by the, like, we were, like I said, we were watching the diving. And actually it got to a point where Jolie and I started noticing the splashes. And we're kind yes. of going, oh dear, hmm, see, well, the North Korean's going to pay for that one, isn't it? You know, definitely there was a bit of dragging with the foot there. Um, but, you know, hopefully we can keep our fingers crossed and the short start climbing the rankings. And we're actually saying this to this stuff, to each other, <laughs> just completely straight-faced. Um, it does make you feel slightly ashamed of yourself. Yes, yeah. I've started rating my poos in the set in a, in, a, in a different way to how I was rating them before, <laughs> which you know on splash, obviously, uh, <laughs> the angle that they hit the water. So, yeah, yes, funny motherfucker you are. I missed, I missed this. I have as well. This has been fun. So, I mean, it's been a while. Other than the Olympics, what have you been up to? What have I been up to? Yeah, oh, man. It, like I said when I first got here, it's been a bit of a mess of. Um, just everything work and stuff but I have been playing some quite good stuff ooh what you been playing uh, so uh, I've been playing inside a little bit more oh, I don't know why there is just something about it that just makes me keep going back to it and I, you know I'm almost completely unashamed of that mm. fact um, but uh, Red Dead Redemption because when it went backwards compatible I mm. bought it almost immediately um, I've been playing it uh, almost non-stop it is as good now as it was then, mm. and I, I have to admit to being quite, quite hooked. Also, even though I gave you a ton of crap about it, <laughs> I I have, and in fact I am right now playing <laughs> Pokemon Go at the same time. Where Dan lives is backing on to a Pokestop, and I've just put a lure on it, and um, I am just, I'm literally hoovering Pokemon up at the moment, and balls, and... 
it's just brilliant. Heard it here first. Tom's so, hoovering balls. Hoovering balls. So I, I, I am hooked. I have also, I've, I've got to say, um, started writing that uh, blog that yes, I, I started a long really time good. ago. Um, Stories from the Universes, um, which I started back in... Back last year, I think it was. Yeah, we're going to try and hook them up to whatever it is, the, the, the website. We're going to try and hook it up to the website at some point. Yeah, yeah. com. Yeah. Um, which I think would be a really good idea. I really love doing it, and I always, I did it because I always, I'm one of these people who always likes the story aspect of stuff, and I always like the idea of the characters behind the game. So a lot of the, a lot of the stories I've written are from other characters' points of view. So, for instance, there was one I did on the doctor from Alien Isolation, mm. the one that looks after the patient aboard Sebastopol Station that eventually is the first uh, chest hugger, mm. uh, sorry, chest burster victim. Um, I also did, I think one of the very first ones I wrote was called um, The Beating Heart, which was from the doctor, uh, from the sorry, scientist who created the power pack for the Master Chief's Mjolnir mm. armour, um, from their point of view. Um, a lot of these, um, yeah, these stories from background people, and it's great, and I'm really pleased to be doing it again. Plus, it's now got to the point where I, it was probably about a year ago that I started it. So on Facebook, a lot of the on this day things are you posted a story about mm. your thing. So I'm kind of reposting those, and I'm already seeing a real spike in traffic on the on the site again. Excellent, and I'm tweeting again. Um, and I, for instance, I wrote a story about um, uh, from the point of view of a Pidgey mm. in Pokemon Go from this morning, and uh, tweeted it at Niantic and is it Niantic? Niantic yeah. and um, the app's uh, sort of uh, Twitter site as well. And um, I've got about 165, 180 uh, reads now. I think it was oh, yeah. about 180, and that's all unique views. So I mean, I'm really quite pleased about that yeah we'll definitely hook that to the site then (laughs) yeah I mean it's pretty good it was was always it always did quite well Well, back when I first launched it Um, so you know fingers crossed eh? it's it's a cracking idea and we we were talking about the idea of doing dramatic dramatic readings of them oh we should do right on the podcast that'd be so much fun which with music with like, so it's, they only take like five ten minutes, isn't it? So they're, they're short oh, they're, stories so, yeah. oh they're so short they're about uh, you know, 200 words max mm. most of them yeah so yeah we'll do that at some point definitely. that'd be awesome I'm up for that you heard it here first, mm-hmm. like a new radio show. Yeah, dramatic readings of stories that we made up ourselves. Well, we'll do it. We'll put it as maybe a separate pod called "Stories from the Universes." I like that. That's what it's called. Plus, then we can advertise that through the. Um... Yeah. So yeah. sorry, we're just we're just revealing all of our plans here. All sorry. All yeah. Don't don't you fucking tell anyone. Yeah. <laughs> Bastards. All five of you. Yeah. Oh god, that's a bit much, isn't it? All three of you. Yeah. I think Tim still listens, and Steve listens. Steve's been inquiring where we've been, so. Hello Steve, how yep. are you doing? Um, so you've been playing Inside, playing Pokemon, the Pokemon Goes. Playing Pokemon Go and uh, I got Rip, South Park Stick of Truth. Oh my god, I um, Backwards compatible again. Yeah. Um, which is fantastic. I also loaded up Assassin's Creed 2. Oh really? Into backwards compatible yeah, as well, just to play that for a bit. Great fun. Uh, and I'd forgotten how long it kind of takes to get going. Yes. Um, so I kind of lost interest after a couple of hours. But <laughs> in anticipation of... Um, the new uh, Deus Ex game, Mankind Divided, I downloaded, uh, because it was free one one month, ages mm. ago, Deus Ex Human Revolution. Yeah. Got that um, back onto the Xbox and started playing through a bit of that. Luckily, all my save games carried over from the Xbox, which I played it on originally. 
um, which is almost sacrilege because I'm one of those people who played the original Deus Ex on the PC, so I felt quite bad, so I have ended up buying it on the PC as well. But it's been really good to play it. Um, I've been told... You know what? No, we'll talk about that in the news. Okay. The reviews of the new yes, ones. Yeah. Um, they're up and down, a bit mixed, but you know, overall seem quite positive. But yeah, really good. No, some really good stuff. You watched anything? Yeah, Jody and I watched the fourth series of Fresh Meat. Yeah, it's great, isn't it? Yeah, the one with the yeah, yeah. students. Oh my god, it's so funny. But I kind of hoped that um, Kingsley and Josie were going to get back together. Mm, oh, spoilers. Spoil- yeah, but in- instead of... Um, well, you can tell it's kind of written by Jack Whitehall, can't you? Yes, because yeah. Jack Whitehall got to... I've been a bit of a dick all the... <laughs> but I'm not that bad a guy and I get the girl. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, which has been really good. Um, we uh, finally got round to Peaky Blinders Season 3. What do you think of Season 3? Uh, it's not as good as the other two. I thought it had its moments, and the moments generally were when Tom Hardy was involved in any way, shape, or form. Yes, but again, every time he appears on screen, I think I've said this to you before, yeah. and I may not necessarily, we may want to edit it out, yeah. but he, they still kind of, every now and then, kind of want to remind the viewers, oh, by the way, Tom Hardy's character is Jewish, so he'll just appear in a random, in a scene, like the next yeah. scene, wearing like full Jewish outfit and stuff like that, and you're like, hang on. A minute ago, he was just sat there in a waistcoat. So, it's back to the same scene. Has he just <laughs> put all the clothes on? Uh, you know, it's like, we get it. He's Jewish. I mean, he, he's part of the Jewish mafia at the, yeah. that existed at the time. It's, you know, it's the bit when that. his um, maid comes up to him and goes, uh, you've got a visitor. He calls himself the Wandering Jew as well. <laughs> yeah. That's, it's, um, it's good. And Paddy Constantine's really good in it as well. Oh, he, but he is good. A evil he fucker. Is, he course. is evil, but he is very, very good. I yeah. mean, there's a lot of films that he's he's been in, including uh, a really good film I, I really enjoy, actually, and not for the reasons mm-hmm. most people will, will think of if they know the film. Mm-hmm. My Summer of Love. I've never seen it. Uh, it's very nice about these two girls who fall in love um, over the course of some holiday. Anyway, he is a... You're just in it for the lesbians, yeah? Pretty much. <laughs> he plays um, the older brother of one of the girls okay. who finds God and massively objects to their kind of affair but he is he is just superb in it you know he's very threatening and a bit scary and his obviously his religion has almost taken over on a sort of yeah, maniacal yeah. level but yeah he's really good he's another film called Dead Man's Shoes oh yeah yeah the yeah. Uh, god what's his name guy who did uh, This Is England that's going to bug me someone will be shouting this out on the podcast there's no use to me but thanks um, anyway his his films and a lot of those films um, but yeah in this he's Really evil. I love the bit where Tommy Shelby gets the shit beaten out of him. Yeah, which seems to happen, in my opinion, almost yeah. every series. And it seems to escalate. Like this is the worst one. He's got like a cracked skull, hasn't he? And he's got like, a fractured skull. Oh yeah, pretty much. I mean, he's fucked. And like, he's forced to go to that meal. Yeah. And say that this guy is fine. Yeah. Like. Yeah. That's... I mean, it is pretty terrible. Actually, you, you really do feel for the um, Shelby family. Uh, during this series, they get fucked over royally in yeah. this series, so. and and almost like with a with a kind of shattering regularity, they they just find themselves getting fucked on, yeah. fucked over all the time, whilst being in a quite a decent situation. Well, yeah, I mean, there, I mean, you know, by the time you join them again mm. in, um, by the time you join them again at the beginning of the series, their business is making is is even more successful mm. than. Um, than it was at the end of the series. They're making hundreds of pounds a week, aren't they? Mm. I think they, I can't remember the exact figure that they say. 
at the beginning, but it's a fucking fortune. Amazing. Anything else? No, I don't have waffled on far too long. That's fine. Yeah, you hit me. What have you been doing? What have I been doing? I played a few games. Played a lot more Overwatch. Really, really into Overwatch. I really think I should get involved with that. I think you should. Come play Overwatch with us. I'd love to play Overwatch with you. Fucking get Overwatch then and come join us. It's yeah. so much fun. It's um, I've anyone that plays Overwatch, I, I play pretty much primarily as a character called Diva now, and I want to stress this. This will mean nothing to you, but everything to anyone that's been playing Overwatch. I played her before the buffs, like before she became super powerful. I was really, I've always been a big Diva fan, so uh, she's great. Really, really good character, and I've just been like any time I've had any spare 10, 15 minutes, I've been playing Overwatch. The NFL preseason started, so that's taken over a good 60, 70% of my life mm-hmm. that's not spent while I'm at work. Sure. So when I'm not doing that, I'm trying to catch up on Overwatch. I've uh, been play, I played Oxen Free. Have you played that before? This is that you've talked about this before. This is a board game, isn't it? No, this is um, this is the it's a indie game. On, oh, sorry, of course it is. S- yes, really, really good, really well worth if you can pick it up on Xbox cheap. Pick it up on Xbox cheap. Really, I have, really um, I have seen it reviewed, yeah. um, uh, and it was it apparently is very good. But I don't really understand what it's all about. So you play a girl. It's it's got a touch of the telltales about it. So you've got um, uh, it's. A, Choices in it's speech choices, and you got choices in how you react to things. And yeah, the, the, it starts off centering around you, your new half brother. Yeah, and this friend you've known for a while. Yeah, and you end up on this island. Yeah, and spooky stuff starts happening on the island. It's also it's side scrolling, right? Um, but you've got various different areas to go to on the island to do things, and it's all based around radio waves and spooky things happen when you pull out your little radio and stuff like that. Okay. And it gets weirder and it gets spookier. But it's another game that I just couldn't put down. So I, I just picked it up. I, I picked it up for a bit, put it down. And then I went, I'm going to carry on playing that. So I then picked it up one Sunday afternoon and I just couldn't put it down until I finished it. Really, really good. So it's a spooky game, is it? Yes. Yeah. So that you, you get like spooky voices coming through on your radio and stuff like that. And you get some of your friends end up getting possessed and things like that. That sounds pretty cool, man. It's side scrolling. It's all quite cartoony, so it's not particularly. There's no jump scares or anything. Yeah. It's just really, really good. If you get a chance, I, I, I strongly wait till it's in a sale. It will no doubt be in a sale at some point. Pick it up. It sounds really good. It sounds like my sort of thing. Yeah. I say side scrolling. It's quite cartoony, but it's really, really good fun. Um, and like you've got to make choices. And I'm a sucker for. Games we have to make choices. Like you've been playing Inside, I've been playing Limbo. I finally played it on a console. Hey man! I played it on my phone before, uh, and you don't realise just how much harder it is than Inside. Like, Limbo. Yeah, it's a lot more bleak. Yeah, just in terms of gameplay as well, it's a lot tougher than Inside. So it's a it's a better platformer. Yes, than Inside. But I prefer Inside. Yeah, it's the sort of thing that um, not only I mean well. You do need to, um, you do need to be pretty good. Yes, good yeah. timing sometimes, and kind of think a bit outside the box. Yeah, there's a few of them. There's one that I just yeah. got stuck on for ages. But really, it's, yeah, Which one? you got to flood the room, and there's a block, and I just completely ignore the fact that you can pull over the. So the the room starts, the water starts rising, and you've got to have the block come up. Oh, and I yes. completely missed that you can pull the cover off the top of the thing. Oh. And it took me bloody ages. Yes. And then 
I remember the, exactly the bit you're talking about as well. I was just playing, and I was playing with Sarah was here actually, and um, she just pulls the, the cover over, and she's like, oh, I know what you've got to do. And then for, for ages, I just went, what you got to do? And she just made it obvious, and I went, okay, fine. <laughs> yeah. So that, that's she's like pointing at it. Yeah, it's, pretty it's, much. It's two inches from the end of You're being finger. a dick. Yeah. <laughs> um, downloaded a few games, haven't got around to playing yet. I bought Just Cause 3, haven't got around to playing that yet. Did you? I keep... I keep hovering over the icon on the Xbox store. I'm buying it because the DLC is meant to be amazing. Like Iron Man suits and like like their equivalent of Iron Man suits and like shit, really. Torpedo boats and stuff. And it's just meant to be. My friend was telling me about how he he landed a helicopter, attached a cow to each rotor blade of the helicopter with the Mm. grappling hook. And then just Start up the helicopter and watch like the cows like spin round on the helicopter. That's amazing. It's, 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 he says he says he's barely completed any of it because he just spends the whole time just dicking about, <laughs> and it just sounds sounds like so much fun. So I might have to pick that. up. But that's part of the fun of these big open world sandbox sort of games. It's one of the one of the things I like a lot about uh, like Metal Gear Solid yeah. Five actually is just the propensity. It's just the ability it gives you to dick around. Yeah, like you know you shoot the you shoot a fucking convoy off the road. And then you attach balloons. Yes. So all to all the guys that are knocked out <laughs> and stuff, and they just disappear up into the air. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it's so funny. It's good fun. That Although good. I, um, Just Cause Three, they have those little, um, they have little grenades that have little jet yes. boosters on, don't they? And you can attach them to things. Yeah. So apparently, Russ was once again saying he attached one to a cow. Yeah. And it just went flying in the air <laughs> before it exploded. Just looks like such puerile teenage fun that I would. Well, Just Cause love. Two was like that. And mm. It was really, really good fun. So I, yeah. Well, that's I played Need for Speed. Yeah. The new one, and I played it because it's got the um, the FMV cutscenes, and it's got the girl from it's got Candice from uh, Fresh Meat series oh. three. She's in it, and she plays one of like the the cool girls. And like, because because I, I I played it, and then I saw it. Oh, she's in it. So like, I did all. Her, I started doing all her missions because like I know you and stuff. You've yeah, been in stuff. You've yeah, been in Game yeah. of Thrones. So not that, awesome. apparently you're not. I watch Game of Thrones, but um, you don't watch Game of Thrones. Uh, I've got watched that season three. I need to catch up. Yeah, man, you do need to catch up. I'm just not that fussed about it. No, don't give a shit. That and Walking Dead, I will watch eventually. But <laughs> I've watched season three seasons of that as well before I gave up. <laughs> and Mad Men, watch three seasons of Mad Men before I gave up on that. As well. Oh, do you know what? There is part of me that thinks I should really get involved with Mad Men. Yes, me too. Me Everyone, too. I mean, I've watched maybe the first three episodes, mm. and I thought it was fucking brilliant. Yeah, I see. What I have been watching though. Oh. <laughs> see, what I did that. Stranger Things. You watched that yet? On I Netflix. haven't. It is on my to-do list. <laughs> it's really good. Yeah, really, really good. What everything anyone is saying on the internet about it. Is, is true yeah like because I watched it because someone was saying oh you got to watch this it's really cool it's really 80s and you watch it and go actually it's really 80s it's like the music it's like John Carpenter wrote the music <laughs> and it's it's there's moments in it that are very reminiscent of the thing for example yeah. and it's just really really good cool, I watched season 2 of Gotham okay I watched season, have you watched Gotham yet? I've watched a couple of episodes of the first series again it takes some getting into so like yeah. You need to wade. It's the Shawshank of TV series. You need to wade through the river of shit mm. before you get to something that's really quite good. Yeah, crawling down the poop pipe. Yeah. So, so the first four episodes are a bit on the nose. Mm. So bits when he he uh, he's in the police station and this guy comes up 
and and gives him a riddle. And he works for the police. And Bullock just turns and goes, quit with the riddles, Nigma. And it's like, we get it, he's the Riddler. Yeah. Okay, you don't need to be quite so on the nose with that. Yeah. And then the little girl that's just like doing somersaults and then feeding cats is like, we, we understand... She's Catwoman. There's a little ginger girl. and She's got a plant with her. What's your name? Ivy. And you're like, that's not even her name. Yeah. So it's, it, but once you get through that, you get something that's really, really good that understands Batman better than any film has understood Batman, which leads me to the next thing I've been, I've seen. Oh, God. Wednesday Suicide Squad. What did you think? Uh, when I came out of it, I liked it. Yeah. And the more I think about it, the more I hate it. Okay, well, go, man. Okay, so for starters, Jared Leto is a terrible Joker. Whatever you read online, people that like it, I don't get what they're liking about it. He is awful. He looks like, when he laughs, he looks like the Nan from the Catherine Tate show. (laughs) He's got that kind of weird, like, it's just not the Joker. And I think what I've mostly found is the people that like it aren't the people that are that into the Joker. Because right. So maybe they, they go in with no ideas in their head of what they want to see from the Joker. But he's, he's not the Joker. His relationship with Harley is not something I've ever seen before. Um, and apparently this is just the way it was cut in the end. They, they had a different version where he, it, he was much less in love with her and more about just using her, basically, which is... Well, that is... The relationship. The relationship isn't and it? what makes it such a good relationship is that she becomes a stronger person out of that. Mm. She is a stronger person when he's not around. Mm. And that's what makes the Suicide Squad so great is that she decides to become a better person because she's away from this bad influence, basically. And there's things... I don't want to spoil anything because you're going to watch it eventually, I'd imagine. She's good as Harley Quinn, but the, the film's just really bad. The film... I like elements of it. So I like Deadshot. Mm-hmm. I think Will Smith's Deadshot's really yeah. good. I like Katana. She's great. But it, uh, someone described it as music videos strung together by a, th- a waffer-thin narrative. Waffer-thin. And that's accurate. It, it does feel like a music video. There's a lot of shooting in it as well. A lot of people said that they spend more time looking at the character's backstory than they do of actually what's going on. And the villain, who we all know, yeah. isn't particularly threatening at all. No. Dance moves and dry eyes do not a villain make. No, no, that's that's true. Um, the the backstory is the best bit. So, um, but it's not what. No. A film about the Suicide Squad is about you. You don't. I, my my opinion would be you don't go to watch a film about Bon Jovi. No. To see. Bon Jovi's a weird choice, by the way. <laughs> to see his childhood, you go to see a film about Bon Jovi mm. to see his, you know, gigs. <laughs> Such a sh- weird that choice. Was the, that was the shittest analogy ever, wasn't it? That was so shit. Um, but I get, I get it. You know what I mean. Yeah. Those <laughs> are the best so bits. Sorry. The back, the the backstories, the flashbacks are the best bits of the film. Um, the, the, it's just you look at things and that you, when you've got Harley and the Joker, you, you've got such an opportunity to do something quite interesting. Mm. And that so the, the he they turn him into like this like gangster type. Basically, the Joker. Yeah, and he's running this club, and it's quite a cool club. Mm. And like, there's Harley Quinn. She's dancing with like the strippers and stuff. And then it's all just a setup to get him in this purple Lamborghini, basically. So, yeah. so he's he's 
tearing away from the club. They could have just gone straight to that and have Batman like chasing them down, which yeah. is the point of it. If the Batman chases them down. And that's how Harley ends up in prison. Yeah. She, they drive the car off the bridge. Yeah. Um, and Batman does some weird stuff as well. Like, he punches her, like, when she tries attacking him, which is not very Batman-like, but then, like, revives her, and then she ends up in prison. No one knows where the Joker went. There's things I like about it in that he seems to die several times. The Joker? Yeah. yeah. Which is one of the things I like about... It feels like he's... David Ayres has read select Joker stories again. So yeah. one of the ones he might have read would be Endgame, where this, there's this idea that the Joker's not... The reason we don't know who the Joker is is because it's not a person. It's an idea more than anything. And that throughout history, there's always been a Joker. So like you hear, like, it's got Batman reading these stories about, like, in the 1300s, how there was a Joker that terrorised, like, a village and stuff like yeah. that. And I really like that idea that he's, he's kind of a demon almost. Yeah. He's not human. And Batman begins to believe it until it becomes very obvious. Spoilers, if you ever read Endgame, he's human because he dies at the end of it. Yeah. Um, but then he's obviously going to come back. So I just love the, the mystique around the Joker. And if you're going to do the Joker and Harley, you're going to do them in... That's not the club they'd have. They'd have like a cool like burlesque club almost. Mm. Um, and it would be a lot weirder than it was because it's just like a cool... American club. It's it's closer to like a club you'd see in any film uh, set in the mid to late two thousands, basically, mm. with the pumping music and stuff. And I don't think that's what they do. Weirdly, that's what Gotham gets. The clubs in Gotham, for example, and they're featured quite a lot. Are quite minimal. They're quite retro. There's there's um, a real like almost Art Deco feel to the the, the furnishings and. The, the acts that play there tend to be um, weirder little acts rather than like thumping bass line dubstep music, basically. Yeah, yeah. And, that, and what Gotham does so well, and this is a breath of fresh air after watching Suicide Squad, is it gets, well, Gotham. Mm. It understands what Gotham's supposed to be, um, as, which is the main character in a Batman story. Um. They've introduced some things that I like about it as well. Some of my favourite characters like Court of Owls are going to be in Series 3. Oh, cool. I love the Court of Owls. Mm. So, I've watched that. I've rambled a bit about Gotham. But I saw Suicide Squad. saw the new Star Trek film as well. Very good. I liked it. Okay. I liked it a lot. It's All a right. long Star Trek episode. And what else have I watched since then? Watch Batman vs Superman. We've talked about that. That pile of poo that that is. Yeah, it's a shame, isn't it? Uh, I watched The Killing Joke, the animated one. It's not very good either. It's, I watched it and did I you? was really upset. I was really disappointed. Well, no, upset is a very strong word. Disappointed is probably a bit strong. I kind of walked away from it going, I'm really glad I've read the comic book. Yes. I'm really glad I read the comic as well because in the comic, Batman doesn't fuck Batgirl. Spoilers. Yeah. Um, where the fuck did that come from? I have from? no idea why they decided to turn uh, Barbara Gordon into... Um, a kind of damsel in distress yes. rather than the extremely capable uh, and intelligent person that she is in the comic book and in fact the killing joke uh, it's quite explicit mm. the things the Joker does um, to Barbara mm. Gordon and things like that and that she is a victim mm. as much as anyone else and even the ending of the of the comic book is left ambiguous but it's just the, the animated version I saw recently just Hammered home a few, a bit. Hammered home the points in the Killing Joke a little too much. Like as you say, it's always implied in the comic that he rapes her. Yeah, 
Um, and in this, they go out of their way to, to, to make it a point. Absolutely but, explicitly kind of yeah. say it happened. It's just bizarre. Which is, is a bit unfortunate. And here's what's crazy. So the, the point I, I think of the, the sex scene between Batgirl and Batman is to, to make it hammer home the point that Batman really cares for Barbara Gordon, right? Really cares for Batgirl. Mm. But then he never really seems to act like he does. Like, so she gets paralysed. Yeah. And he always seems to be more about just trying to kill the Joker, basically. Or just trying to stop the Joker, rather than... He never, you never see him lose his shit over, over Batgirl. No. So what is the point of that scene? And also, there are many stories where, where Robin dies. Yeah. Is he going to fuck Robin to hammer home the point that um, he really cares about Robin? You don't need to do that. The, he cares about Batgirl because... She's Batgirl. You don't need to have around the point that it annoyed me quite a lot. It yeah. felt like it felt like someone just determined to have their say in in a Batman story that didn't need it, and that just seems to be what DC do all the time. Which is yeah, they seem to be making too many missteps right now. Yeah, they've they got s- a lot of ground to win. They seem to want to. Everyone seems to want to have their own take on the characters rather than to do the fucking characters. Mm. And that annoys me somewhat. See, the funny thing is that Marvel fans yeah. are much more willing to, like, as someone who who is a fan of Marvel, yeah. watches the Marvel films and kind of go. I mean, to be honest, they're quite good films. Yeah, they are. Good yeah, they're films. great films. Yeah, they're, they're held together very well. So even if you weren't a particular fan of the Marvel comic books and the, and the, the legions of heroes that they've created, you would still watch the films, going, "This is really good." Yeah. Whereas. With DC Comics, it's Batman. It's it's some of the most iconic characters in the UK, yeah. as well as the world. Yeah. You know, but over here in the UK, you have this thing where like everyone knows Batman, everyone knows the Joker. We make, we don't necessarily know Harley Quinn as well as we do Batman um, and the, the Joker. The world's gone crazy for Harley Quinn now. Well, the world's gone crazy for Harley Quinn now, but you know, and you know Superman. Mm. But what? What director sits back and watches the cuts of those films that were released in the cinema and goes, yeah, yeah that's good, that's really good. Because there is no story. Here's, here's what's crazy. Both Batman, we'll get onto the news in a minute. Mm. Uh, Batman vs Superman and Suicide Squad. Yeah. Both have, have been, it, it's been reported that the cuts we saw at the cinema were the cuts that Warner Brothers chose and that there are better cuts of them. Now, I watched the Ultimate Edition of Batman vs Superman and in my opinion it didn't make that much difference. It's still mm. a crappy film. Mm. But then Suicide Squad comes out and they go, well, that's not the cut that David Ayers wanted. So at which point it's like, so what are, are Warner they, Brothers doing? Are people, le- are they, why aren't they letting the directors do their jobs? Well, Marvel don't. But instead of having Warner Brothers or, Mar- or D- Disney executives in charge, they've got people that have worked on the comics. Yep. Who are just trying to keep this continuity together? Zack Snyder has proved he can't do this. <laughs> they need to get him away from that. And I think by promoting Jeff Johns, which is what they've done, a guy who's got a pedigree in comics, yeah. to, to run this operation, I think that's they've kind of taken away. They're going to let Zack Snyder do like all the the beautiful shots, basically. So yeah. like, we'll get to Justice League. I'm sure when we get to the news, but. You see some of the shots from the Justice League trailer and there's that one where Aquaman's got the water just like flying over. It looks amazing. And that's kind of what Zack Snyder does. He's good at painting a beautiful picture on on screen, basically. Um, But just keep him away from the script. 
So yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what I've been doing. That's, uh, watching a lot of American football as well. Getting angry about DC comic films. Suicide Squad's got me quite angry, even though I quite enjoyed it. We still have to go. Yeah. Margot Robbie. What? Beautiful. She is stunning. And I went and with... Phenomenal. The biggest Harley Quinn fan. And she, she is the biggest Harley Quinn fan. Mm. Um, I, wouldn't, I would go as far as saying in the country, probably. One of mm-hmm. them. Sarah's um, a massive Harley Quinn fan. Um, and she even she was like, there's some stuff she did was quite good. But some of the stuff was just terrible. And they put her in a terrible situation, basically. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, 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 the more I think about it, the more I dislike it. It's yeah. the problem. It's one of those films. It's like, it's the Revenge of the Sith of films. When I came out of Revenge of the Sith, I came out thinking, it was all worth it. Yeah. It was all, all that, those two bad films, even Sack of the Clones, which we all know is the best one. Um, <laughs> if you remember, 80% of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. My friends bring that up now. Yeah, good. Yeah, good. So, um, Excellent. Um, we have listeners, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, but I came out of Revenge of the Sith thinking, it was all worth it. Yeah. This film was good. Yeah. And then the more I thought about it, the, the less you like it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I absolutely know what you mean. Um, Revenge of the Sith in, yeah, so many ways I came out of it thinking compared to the other ones, yeah. it was great. But the more I thought about it, I just could not get past that bit at the end where Vader, in the first time in his suit. No! I managed to look past that the first time I saw it, and then I saw it again. I was like, no, this is shit. This whole film is shit. I mean, it was pretty cool watching... I mean, it was pretty... Not so much cool, but pretty cool watching Anakin being burned Mm. and you seeing the tattered remnant of a man that he is, which makes it all the more believable that he could be twisted in the way he was. But the way he, like... It's just the way they showed him turning... Mm. You know, was just like, you know, oh, just cut a dude's arm off, um, but now I'm knackered, and someone's going, join the dark side, and he just kind of goes, oh, I will join you, you know, I'm too weak to, to fight you, even though I'm one of the most powerful Jedi around, and stuff like that, oh, I'm evil, yeah. and you just kind of go, what a bitch, he goes from, <laughs> he goes from, um, feeling he really bad, trial. really bad about killing, um, Mace Windu to just massacring children. Children, yeah, <laughs> just in the, in the blink of an eye. Yeah, yeah. Ah, uh, you're right. Yeah, I love it when he goes, "Do what must be done." He's yeah. like, "Well, obviously, I must kill all these children." Do you know what I always think? What a weird car journey that must be over to the over to the temple. Just like in in the car, going, "Do I want to do this?" Well, I'll, I'll say, oh, fuck it, stick culture club on. Yeah, I'll stay. I'll stay. I'll stay. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna run away. I think. Yeah. I'll just run away. This dude asking me to kill all the kids. Yeah. I, don't, I don't trust him. <laughs> like, yeah, I, just, I don't know. Is this is this bringing peace? That's the thing. I've brought peace and security to my new empire. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, you've massacred yeah. children. Yeah, 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 and and raised the Jedi Temple to the ground. You haven't you haven't safeguarded anything. That was the yeah, what, bitch, total bitch, bitched <laughs> out. Yeah. And that, that's the problem with that film. We've we just got back on Star Wars oh, again. Man, yeah, so Everything easy. leads back so to anything. Skywalker ruining the memory of Darth Vader. Should we go no. to some news anyway? News! No. News! Okay, right. So, do you want to start? Okay, I was pointing at you, but I'll start. Okay, that's cool. Sorry. In the news, yes. No Man's Sky. Yeah. It's out. It is. 
It's apparently not as good as everyone thought it was going to be. This, this just in. No Man's Sky in procedurally generated world is a bit boring, apparently. Apparently so. Yeah. Um, the trailers apparently, <laughs> shock horror for the games industry, um, promised a lot more than it actually could deliver. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I mean, it's a game, so should we do that? You know, should we do that dance again? Are we going to get really that angry with it? Well, for a game that promised quantillion different can we, planets... Can we stress something? Yeah. Sony promised this. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably the, the thing, isn't it? Is that in the trailer that was yeah. promised, but the devs yeah. themselves have never... All 15 of them. Yeah. Yeah. Now... The, the reviewers say the same thing, and they're absolutely right. The whole key to No Man's Sky mm. was that the infinitely generated algorithms that would populate a planet that you landed on mm. to make it unique are the mechanics that the rest of the game was meant to be the smoke and mirrors yeah. that kind of covered it happening. However, what we've got is a game that it's all too easy to see the cogs turning. Yeah. Um, so while there are some fantastic moments, a lot of the reviewers said, five to ten hours in, you, you, it starts repeating itself. Yeah. And you don't really see anything new, and there is really nothing new, plus there are a couple of game-nerfing um, items that once bought and sold will basically mean that you can... You know, the object of the game is to get the centre of the galaxy. Yeah. One guy who paid $1,600 yeah. to get it, managed to do it within about 30 hours yeah. even though the devs and Sony were saying it's going to take you ages yeah. to get there um, he did it in well a few days I think it was yeah yeah. Um, the other thing is that um, this is my bugbear and I always come back to it it's yet another game and I know they're a small team but it's yet another game that when it was released ended up having to have a humongous day one patch um, which ironically was as soon as it was released people go it's shit there's texture problems mm. there's uh, pop in and all that sort of stuff there's massive lag latency issues they had to release a patch huge so it obviously shows that even with a small indie team being backed by a big publisher mm. there is quality assurance problems that just mean that you end up playing a game that's kind of almost finished but not quite and I'm getting sick of that mm. uh, even from small teams Look at the people who made Insight. I was about to they bring They created uh, an entire... They, they basically took an engine hmm. and rebuilt parts of it from the ground up and released it for free on the internet so that anyone could use it, purely so they could develop the, the, the right look for their game. And that game had no problems. Yeah. There was no problem. There was no stability issues. There was no nothing. Um, so... Yeah. Why, why not go for the whole... You know, kind of. Um, I mean, people say it's kind of, uh, kind of echoes like Duke Nukem Forever's, like it'll be done when it's done, finished yeah. when it's finished. But why not wait until the game's finished? Because they have big money backing. Yeah, but no one's going to be pissed off. No, no one's not going to. Inside had big money backing as well, though. To be fair, as well, Inside had the money from Microsoft and soon Sony because we found out it's not going to be an exclusive for Microsoft. Yeah, maybe. But I got some walking around money. Yeah, I think I think it's a, a shame that they had this much pressure put on them. And what I like about it is the scope and the ambition of it. Oh, um, no Man's Sky. Yeah, because I don't think I'll I'll buy No Man's Sky, but the next game where someone has the idea to build on something like this and do something a bit different with it, then I'll probably buy that and it'll probably be quite good. What No Man's Sky has done is done something different that nothing else has done yet. And I think, except for Minecraft. And I think that... Well, and, and also the, the stuff that, I mean, you know, it borrows a lot from Elite. It borrows a lot yeah. from a lot of other games. And 
But Elite isn't procedurally generated like this. It's, so I think the next game that does something similar to this will be a lot better than No Man's Sky. And that's what I look forward to. Yeah, do you know what? I, I'm prepared to put aside my prejudices and disappointment and agree with you, mm. my darling Dan. <laughs> so I, I, I'm... Yeah, I'm, I, I'm not shocked that it's disappointing because the amount of hype that was on this game. When this game was announced, it was meant to be an indie game. It was meant to be yeah, like, yeah, a, was, like a $30, in, if you're American money, £20... $30. Like, £20 game. And then Sony got hold of it and they ramped it up to be their, except for maybe Last Guardian, their key type, key release this year. Yeah, it was. It was meant to be one of those, the sort yeah. of... Um... Or at least in this, this chunk of the year, but yeah. Yeah. But... Um, it was never going to be that. It was never going to live up to expectation. No, That's never. Why never Inside is. is one of the my favourite games of the year is that there's no day one patch. You just get in, you play the game, and it's start to finish. It's pretty much perfect in terms of gameplay. Yeah, I would completely agree with you. Yeah, and again, we're back on that. We're back on Inside yeah. as an example of how to do games right. Yeah. And it took, it took a while, but it was worth it. Yeah, it was. It was so worth it. Yeah. News. Okay. <laughs> News. Uh, Metal Gear Survive. Have you heard about this? Oh, I was gonna, yes. I was okay. Gonna up. okay. I'll tell you what. I'll stick with the comic stuff then. We'll bring up that later because I've got tons of comic stuff to go through. So okay. Cool. Okay. So Spider Man's announced uh, some new Spider Man. Spider Man. You know. Spider Man. Phil Spider Man. Amazing Spider Man. Spider Man. Um, has announced um, some new characters and who will be playing the new characters. So Bokeem Woodbine will be playing the Shocker. Bless you. <laughs> Jacob uh, Batalon will be playing Ned Leeds who eventually becomes uh, <laughs> eventually becomes Hobgoblin Anjuri Rice Betty Brandt the sexy lady that works at the Daily Bugle who who probably has an incredible job one of my favourite papers yeah Daily Bugle yeah, Bugle. doesn't like Spider-Man very much doesn't like Spider-Man no. likes getting pictures of the Spider-Man <laughs> Spider-Man and they obviously announced um, Michael Keaton as the Vulture and, and while we're on Spider-Man news Penn Gillette is set to write Spider-Man slash Deadpool comics. Wow. Which will be weird. That will be weird. But, but he is pretty pretty funny. Yes, definitely, yeah. And that's what I've got on that. But Spider-Man's shaping up to be looking like quite a good film. But one of my favourite actors is Donald Glover in it. Who in the rumour is he's going to play Miles Morales. Who he has always been set to play. Wow. I know, right? Yeah, man. <laughs> you said you got more comic stuff. News! Oh, more comic stuff. Should we stick on this then? Uh, yeah. I've got tons of comic stuff. I can keep going. Um, how about CW developing... No, it's not comics. Runaway series announced for Hulu. Uh, Runaways is... In recent years, say the last... Who? Few, Runaways? Lou? What? What? Who? Lou? Lou? So you caught up with me there. <laughs> I did eventually, yeah. yeah. It's, um, Runaways is a story about the children of supervillains. And then not they're not they're not ones to follow on from their parents' footsteps and stuff. Oh, ain't nothing but a family thing. It's really good. Uh, yeah. Joss Whedon wrote some of the comics in the early two thousands, and oh, were, he's good, isn't he? He's it? a bit good. He's a bit good. He, he wrote some good comics as well. Yeah, as well as the, the the TV series and the films. Yeah. Um. So that sets us uh, appear on Hulu. That's cool. Should do some more. Yeah. Uh, there's yes. Poison Ivy's aged about. Well, she in in the in Gotham. This is the TV series. Yeah, uh, she's a fifteen-year-old girl um, until this series, when she's going to be a twenty-seven-year-old lady. Apparently, so they've aged Poison Ivy. They're going to ignore the the other Poison Ivy and just say that here's a, a sexy Poison Ivy that um, 
You'll become a love interest from what I understand. Well, I never... Cool. News! News. I've got some more comics to speak. Go ahead. What you got? No, hit me, hit me. Hit go, me. Go for more. While we're on comics, let's go. Have I got more comic stuff? Oh, um, Comic-Con. We, we haven't had a podcast since Comic-Con. And Jesus there was a Christ, ton of stuff. Hours. Hmm. So, hours, days, months, weeks. Comic movie highlights. Yes. Uh, Justice League trailer. Looks, okay. Looks really good. Yeah, you said you were going to bring this up. Yeah. Do you know Oh, that fucking Pidgey ran off. Fucking Pidgeys. Sorry. I have to share Tom with uh, Pokemon Go. Yeah, sorry. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so Justice League trailer. Did you see it? I have seen it. What do you think? Looks funny, right? It does. Uh, yeah. yeah. I yeah. love the I love the bit where he goes, you're Arthur Curry. I hear you talk to fish. Yeah, yeah, Which yeah. Is great. And, and the... They, they seem to be getting it right. It seems to be uh, much more light-hearted. seems to be much more what we want. And st- at the same time, still quite dark. And I love the bit when he was like, um, so what did you say? And he goes, more or less. And he goes, more, more or more or less. And mm. he goes, um, more or less. And then it shows Aquaman holding up Bruce Wayne to yeah. the wall. He goes, um, more he said no, didn't he? He said no. <laughs> and that's great. And then there was the Wonder Woman trailer as well, which looks fucking brilliant. That film looks great. It does look good. Um, Gotham announced more Court of Owls stuff. Um, you read the Court of Owls before? Uh, Sn- Scott Snyder, it's a relatively good I've never, I've never read it in the comic books, but I have, I have obviously been on wikis and things like that. I will lend them to you because they are fucking brilliant. That's amazing. Court of Owls stuff's really good. That's amazing. Uh, Marvel announced, uh, showed more Doctor Strange and apparently had a hell of a response to the Guardians of the Galaxy stuff they showed there as well. Good stuff. Uh, Kurt Russell's been announced. What, not only <laughs> what as existing yeah he's, he's a real person and Kurt Russell and that's it <laughs> yeah he's he's going to now he's going to play he's not just going to be Star-Lord's dad but he's also going to be a character called Ego the living planet have you heard wow shit Sam he's a planet yeah he's awesome um, and that's all I really got from Comic Con there was loads more stuff happening but that's oh Brie Larson I always get confused. There's a porn star called Brie Olsen. I always get confused between Brie Larson and of Brie course, Olsen. Of course. Uh, Brie Larson's been announced as Captain Marvel. My favourite porn star at the moment is Riley Reed. Really? Yeah. Okay. Sorry, anyway. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Do you want me to edit that out? <laughs> uh, no, it's fine. No, no, don't worry about it. No, okay, my good. wife knows. Sorry. Oh, that's all right. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Don't worry about it. She knows. I'm trying to think who mine is at the moment. I don't think I have a favourite. <laughs> I just, just like them all. I just like looking through windows. Yeah, um, <laughs> uh, you're one of them. I'm one of them. Um, yeah. That so that's comic news. Shall I hit you with some uh, gaming news? Hit me with some badass gaming news. Tom. Hitman episode four, Bangkok. Bangkok. Oh yeah, is out. I played it a few times. It's good. Yeah. Not as good as I thought it was going to be. Which one's your favourite so far? My favourite so far is Sapienza, the yeah. second episode. Um, they just got it absolutely pitch perfect. Yeah. It had the, the, the winding little streets of the little town. They had the Bond villain-esque kind of lab underneath the clifftops perfectly. They had the, um, the mansion that you can go into and become... There, there was a lot to do. Mm. The first, the first episode was brilliant. Yeah. Set in a hotel while with the fashion show going on. There was so many, so many things you could do. You could become a model on the fashion show. You could, uh, you could become a member of the guards or whatever. It was a big, very tight. Um, excuse me, big, um, grand feeling hotel, but it was a very tight mm. um, playpen. But there was a lot to do in it. Uh, second one, massive, great big area to play with. Lots to do. Um, 
very well done. Um, probably the best of the lot. Number three was set in uh, Morocco. Yes. Um, very big, but not a lot seems to be going on in it. It was always very easy to kind of... You could fiddle around with some of the military checkpoints. That was always quite fun to mess with the guards on the on the checkpoints to get through. Um, but it wasn't... didn't have any of the flair of the original one. The latest version, uh, the latest one, Bangkok, is kind of in a luxury hotel again. But there's so much sort of going on in the hotel. It feels a bit like the first episode. So I'd probably put it on a par with the first episode. Mm. Um... But they've started releasing, I mean, a buttload of new content, including bonus missions. Like, there's a bonus mission set at the moment in uh, the Sapienza map at night time during the filming of what looks like a rip-off of, like, an Iron Man film. Um, and it's your job to kill the uh, the guy playing the Iron man <laughs> character who's wearing a really bulletproof um, Iron Man suit, uh, which, is, which is really good. And there's bonus mission for uh, Morocco as well, yeah. which is set at night time. Uh, just after the, um, uh, actually sometime before the the mission that you eventually take uh, later on in the in the actual story, um, where you have to kill two property moguls, um, which is brilliant I, I, and it is really good. I've got to say, I am absolutely loving the episodic content. Super. Anyway, it's out. Play it. Really good. They, they promised so much, didn't they, with this? And it's they and it's they delivered. They are delivering. Yeah. They are delivering because a lot of people thought we weren't going to see anything. Yeah. F- uh, about the uh, Bangkok, US, and Japan. I think yeah. is it Tokyo? I think there's a mission in Tokyo coming at the end. Um, these are the last three packs. Mm. Um, everyone thought these were going to come like in you know October, yeah. November, December. But actually, we've been surprised. August. We're looking like we're going to get one in September and uh, then October, and then that'll be done. And then you know who knows what's going to happen. They want to add more content. They've said, haven't they? So, yeah, I really hope so because I think a lot of the other Hitman games had. 10 to 15 main kind of areas where a mission was taking place but um, Hitman looks like it's kind of got 6 6 is what they promised but I think if they can get it up to 10 by the end by sort of you know early next year or just halfway through next year I think fans will be happy I'll be happy yeah I'm happy at the moment anyway Um, I'll keep going they uh, we're finally up to a really big number of backwards compatibility um, in Xbox. Yeah. Um, there are now 236 games yeah. backwards compatible on the Xbox One. It's some good stuff now as well. There is some good stuff. Um, in fact, there's a lot of good stuff. Um, least of which is um, you know Red Dead Redemption, which is an absolute stone cold classic. The Deus Ex games, Assassin's Creed One, Assassin's Creed Two. We've got the Bioshock trilogy, Bioshock One, Bioshock Two, is that Bio- on there? and Bioshock Infinite are coming, um, but. They are going to be backwards compatible, but they are also making the Bioshock Collection, yes. which is the updated kind of HD remasters that everyone seems to be so fucking proud of. Which right? I'll be picking up because I've never played Infinite. Dude, so will I. Yeah. So will I. I mean, I've got all of them anyway on digital download, but I will be getting them purely because they are phenomenal games. Even Bioshock 2, which a lot of people mm. don't particularly like. Anyway, that's good. Another quick one, which we've already done. Deus Ex Mankind Divided. It's out. Yes. Uh, well, it'll be out on Tuesday. Yeah. But it's been reviewed. They are mixed. Metacritic has it kind of sitting at around 7 to 8 out of 10. Yeah. Compared to its predecessor, Human Revolution, uh, which was sitting around 8 or 9 mm. out of 10. Um, Mankind Divided, they say, is... There's still as much to do as you'd imagine there would be in a Deus Ex game, but it's a bit shorter, and they say that a lot of the story... 
there are lots of parts of the story that kind of get dropped at the end. Yeah. Um, whereas in Human Revolution, the, the story was really nicely developed, very very well fleshed out. Yeah, I've heard it ends quite suddenly. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's... Which, to be honest, in this day and age of downloadable content and season passes and the fact that the digital deluxe edition of Deus Ex on the Xbox One store has a season pass included means that they basically done the same old thing you can play the core game it has an ending but if you want to see the real game that we wanted to release you'll have to get the down, downloadable content as well yeah definitely so yeah we'll keep going some more games news uh, let's just quickly go for a video that we watched just before we started recording which was two guys from IGN talking about The Bunker which is a game uh, uh, done by a company called Splendy Games. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, um, and uh, I, I mean, I'm bringing it up purely because uh, one of my one of my friends, a guy called Simon Sparks, is the um, is one of the guys. I think he's the producer of the mm. game. I think that's his he's, title. He's pr- promised promised to come on the pod at some point. Promised to come on the pod. So now he has to. So Even now he, he has, has the big time. We yeah. have given him a massive plug here. Yes. Um, the bunker <laughs> is a FMV adventure game. Uh, you play the last survivor of a bunch of people who lived in a bunker yes. for 30 years or so. And uh, it's your job, I, I, I don't know what the object of the game is, to get out or stop yourself going mental or something, I don't know. But it looks really good. I think it, you start hallucinating by the looks of Yeah, course, it looks like a sort of a survival horror kind of, you know, the horror is not just... Um, uh, it's not just what uh, he sees, but also what's going on in his mm. mind. Yeah. Really like it. Um, I think... I think they, I think they can pull it off. I'm really excited. Looked a lot of fun. Like seeing, Can I just, I've seen the trailer before. Yeah, but seeing it on, seeing like the gameplay trailer looked looked really good. And it's hard to tell what's a gameplay trailer because it's all FMV, obviously. But <laughs> yeah, but um, but it looks great. And I, I will. If is it coming out next month? Huh? I th- I, yeah. No. Well. Uh, yeah, it must do. I know it's coming out on PS4 because he was saying, wasn't he, that yeah. it's got a. Um, it's got a, uh, a download to a um, pre-order, which like downloadable games don't often have PS4. So. Well, absolutely. But uh, I will play it if it comes to Xbox One. Yeah, me too. Me too. Me too. Um, yeah, so we're quite excited. It would be great if Simon, uh, if we can get Simon onto the show at some point. Um, uh, plus, it would also be a nice because I haven't seen him for quite a while because um, he's been all over the place. It's coming but to Xbox One as well. Yeah. It is. Yeah. IGN voted it the weirdest game they they saw at GamesCon, which uh, even though Simon on Facebook said he'll take, um, <laughs> I, I think I think um, don't be disheartened because I think what they meant was it's unlike anything you, we've seen for 15 years since the last FMV mm. <laughs> game was uh, released. But it was brilliant. Well, games like Her Story have to help as well, which is a great FMV game. So. You rate that really highly, don't you? Her Story, get it on your phone. It's available for Android now. Get it. It's great. Oh, just get it now? Okay. No, not now. You don't have to get it now. Oh, okay. But, but by the next time we, 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 we speak, I, I think you should get it because it is absolutely brilliant. Really, really good. All right, man. Is Rust. it on iOS? Hmm? Is it on iOS? Apple. Yes, yeah, sorry, I, I'm an old person. So, <laughs> yeah, sorry. Uh, it's, um, yeah, it's, it is, yes. It's on both uh, Android and the Apple Marketplace. Whatever it's called. Do you called. mean the um, iOS. iTunes? Oh, yes, iOS. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, Do yeah, you yeah. mean the iTunes? I mean the iTunes, yes. Yeah. Um, it's on both those. Yeah, it's, it's lots of twi- more twists and turns than a twisty turny thing. So, Excellent. And you can call me Susan if it isn't so. <laughs> 
But, uh, yeah, no, so I'm just reading the blurb on the bunker. You were the last remaining survivor of a nuclear bunker 30 years after the blast obliterated everything above ground. Over the years, everyone else has died and their corpses are locked away in the cold storage room. Your daily routine is the only thing that's keeping you sane. Just. But when an alarm is triggered, your mind begins to self-destruct. You must venture deeper and deeper into the bunker, discovering long-forgotten zones and uncovering dark and repressed memories that finally reveal the terrible secret of the bunker. Bunker is a live-action game starring Adam Brown and Sarah Green. Players will be able to explore and find clues to their escape from the bunker. They'll have to move fast, making quick decisions, which which could cost them their life. Uh, they'll be able to fully roam around the live-action world, looking around, op- looking around, opening doors, collecting items, unlocking secret areas, and everything you see is real. I'm down with that. I'm, I'm down awesome. with that. Yeah. yeah, I like that. You know me; I'm a big survival horror fan. Uh, survival. That's yeah. Olympics is happening as we speak. So yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's that. I'm a big fan of survival horror. I I missed a game I played, by the way. Really? I've been pl- I played the I started the Batman Telltale game. <gasps> Dude, it's Phil. really it's really good. Really? Yeah. Right. So but so is this Telltale typical first game first episode is really good? I don't know. Well, I, that's all they've released so far, so we'll have to wait and see. But yeah, <laughs> yeah well, no, I know that. But I'm no, sorry. I'm, I asked you a question about a game series that of which the first game is the only one out. Yeah. yeah. Um, so far, so far, so good. Yeah. I haven't even finished that yet. Series like yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I'm just great. It's got it's got it's got goblins. I've been told it, um, uh, it kind of focuses more on uh, Bruce Wayne. Yeah, as much Batman. as much as Batman. Yeah. I'd yeah, say. I think that's very accurate. But yeah. Okay. Uh, any more games news, Tom? Uh, well, pretty much everything I've got is games news. You know me. Uh, South Park: The Fractured Butthole uh, looks awesome. Yeah. This, this is the um, this is the second yeah. uh, South Park. You've seen the attachment for this? The, with the attachment. Yeah. The is it the nodulus rift or the uh, whatever it's called? The um, the idea is you'll be able to when you do farts in the game you'll be able to smell it. So you like attached to your nose, dude. No, I didn't. See it looks that. fucking great that game. Though. Um, it does, of course. And the first one was a masterful bit of fan service. Very funny, uh, very crude. I've been playing it again recently, and it was absolutely superb. Mm. And I, I like the fact that they picked on the sort of Game of Thrones fantasy mm. thing for the thing uh, for the setting. Kind of, you know, kind of like everything was kind of fantasy at that point. Whereas now it's all about superheroes, so they're going for the whole um, the coon, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, Mysterion, the kite, tool belt, um, you know, all that sort of stuff. Uh, <laughs> Professor <laughs> Chaos, you know, I think it's going to be superb. I cannot wait. Um, yeah, it's going to be brilliant. Uh, I, I love that whole thing. So, you know, I'm just very excited. There was a, a trailer out, and PC Gamer recently had an article uh, where they spent an hour playing it. Yeah, they said it's great. It's really good fun. Yeah, it's, it's, it doesn't even sound like it's more of the same either. It sounds like it's no. Like and it. you know what? No one in their right mind is looking to play that game, looking for a deep yeah. RPG. They just they just want to play it. I'd, I would recommend if someone wanted to play like a my first RPG, mm. I'd recommend Stick of Truth as like a decent way to start. It's so funny. It's just great. It's just great. It's fun. really lightweight, yeah. but it's absolutely hilarious. Yes, definitely, definitely. Uh, shall I read read a few out? Yeah, man. It's a new poster for Jack Reacher film. Yes. That's all I've got for that. Looks quite good. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that's new all I've poster. got. A CW developing new series on The Lost Boys. Wow. Okay. Uh, I love The Lost Boys. Is one of my favourite films. Exciting. I'm so excited about that. I'll watch that. Uh, Blade Runner sequel have cast Jared Leto. Fucking hell. 
Um, he did such a good job as Joker. Like, <laughs> that being said, he is a good actor. I just, oh, he is, he is. My opinion on him is that he's a bit boring for the Joker, so he might be okay in Blade Runner, a slightly slower paced kind of thing. It is funny, actually. He is one of those actors who sometimes when you see him just like being his normal self, no. you just think, oh, fucking cheer up. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, yeah. you know, you're supposed to be like, you're a rock star as well as an actor. Like, yeah, you're doing it you, you, You're doing it all. Yeah, you're doing it all. Cheer yeah. Life ain't that bad. Yeah. Shut up, you've complaining, you knob. <laughs> uh, Detective Pikachu is the film that is happening. Have you seen that? No, I haven't, and it sounds fucking mental. So it's in this, it, it's one of those kind of CGI live action films where Pikachu will be CGI uh, in a live action world, and he's a detective. Bizarre. <clears throat> Bizarre. It's a nice move from Nintendo. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well done, Nintendo. Thank you. Um, New Poison Ivy announcement right now. It's that Rogue One trailer. The new one, fucking brilliant. Yeah, I know, right? Like, I am super. more excited about this than I was about Force Awakens. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This film looks great. This it looks like well produced, well written fan fiction with a budget. <laughs> it looks like all those guys are like, so what, what, you know, I'm going to write this thing about like the Death Star plans. I'm like, going to write this thing yeah. about the Death Star. <laughs> it's a, it just looks. Great. It looks like it's got an ensemble cast and they all look fantastic. They do. They really do. Um, Bastion from Overwatch has had, got an animated short. We talked surprisingly little about the Rogue One trailer there. Usually we go into one about that. but Well, we do, but um, yeah, I think it's a, it's kind of a whole thing on its own. Yeah. Rogue One, you know what I'm saying? I do. Um, yeah, so that's, yeah, Bastion from Overwatch gets an animated short. Well, I only recently watched the animated shorts from Overwatch. Have you seen any of them at all? Nope. I they haven't. The game. Really, really good. Mm. Like, they are Pixar levels of, like, animation. Really? They are they funny? Yeah. They are, are they like the Team Fortress 2 shorts? Yeah, well, Team Fortress 2 bears a... Rem- well, Overwatch bears a remarkable resemblance to Team Fortress 2. Oh, okay. In general. Right. So, so yes, that that's similar. But the, the animation is fantastic. They're, they're absolutely brilliant. Uh, in, between, in our break between this pod and the next one I might show you one of them quickly yeah man um, my laptop is on oh yeah and it's staying quite cool because it's made of aluminium nice yeah uh, you got any more? I have I've got a couple of things uh, obviously we want to talk about Metal Gear Survive at some point so yeah I'd will, like to hear your thoughts about that so I will quickly cover Star Wars Battlefront the new battle station mode is going to let you blow the Death Star mm-hmm. up, which is freaking awesome. Everyone of the modern age rejoiced. I would just like to say mm-hmm. that there was a very little, well, I'm saying little, very popular game that mm-hmm. a lot of us uh, from the uh, good old days of PC gaming uh, played. Um, back in 1999, a game called X-Wing Alliance was released. Uh, absolutely fantastic, which let you do that very thing. Mm. All those X-Wing so, games were, were great though. They were great. So welcome to the party, Star Wars Battlefront. Your um, obsolescence is, well, t- tapping on the door, I think, isn't it? Mm. Um, so do you want to talk about Metal Gear Survive then? Well, I'm a quite a big Metal Gear fan, so I'm quite excited. You are actually excited about this? I am quite excited. Well, co-op stealth mm. seems quite good. Seems like quite a good idea. Um, set an alternate timeline to Ground Zeroes, apparently. Um I have to admit, there was that part of me that when I saw it, it was announced, I kind of thought, for fuck's sake, Konami, I mean, Konami, sorry, can you just, you know, the pachinko dream is over, mm. let's 
get back to it. Does that mean Zion Hills is going to come back? Without, without Kojima, though. <laughs> it, 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 it can probably do without him yeah he's I don't know maybe getting a bit busy big for his boots potentially potentially he don't, he, his last game was maybe a solid five which is widely considered one of the best games of the year but you know I think it'll probably go down in history as one of the best games of all time one of the most unexpectedly good I really need to play it it's very very I've got good. it sitting up there on my console it is my console my Xbox yeah, yeah, yeah. it is such an organic masterpiece. Mm. I really don't think Metal Gear Survive is going to hold a candle to it. No, no, no. But it's more Metal Gear. Yeah. I think they know how to make money at Konami by the sounds of things. So, Well, I think what they realised was that uh, from the uh, from the reaction to the news that they were going to, you know, solely create pachinko machines, they kind of went, ah, the backlash has been quite big, which means there's quite <laughs> a lot of people who probably pay more for these sorts of games. So actually, if we just invest all that money then we're going to make tons anyway, if that's what they're about. Hmm. You know, maybe they are, maybe they're not, I don't know. It's like the, the, the whole Pez thing as well. Apparently this latest Pez game looks, looks fucking brilliant. Like, it's, it, the, the thought is that it might rival FIFA this year. Really? Yeah. The, the, and they've kind of phoned it in for the last six, seven years with Pro Evolution Soccer. Yeah. But apparently they've put a bit of effort into this one. Okay. And uh, it looks. I mean, I remember the, there were a couple of years where P, uh, where Pez um, actually trumped FIFA. Exactly. Yeah, but then FIFA 16 was pretty damn good. Yeah. Yeah. So I think they'll um, be fairly interesting to see what they do with them. But yeah, and Metal Gear Survive just looks different, which is what they probably need to do. They, I think they need to get on a, a Metal Gear game that gauges whether people are interested in a Metal Gear game that doesn't have. Uh, Kashima's name attached to it on every wall. Yeah, I mean that's the one. The one criticism I would level at Metal Gear Solid Five is that literally his name was everywhere. <laughs> it was all over the place. You couldn't even have a mission start without there being a credit sequence. Mm. Um, you know, it was absolutely mental. But you know, he's the masterpiece. You know, he's the sorry, he's the master craftsman behind these sorts of things. Um, but like I said, I don't know necessarily whether the series needs him to survive. There must have been other people around him. Um, but hey, we'll see how it goes. I'm interested. Sure. Uh, going back to a subject that you talked about, well, weeks and weeks ago, I would say. Many weeks ago. Uh, uh, vampires, that those games you were talking about, the Bloodlines ones. Yeah. They've, uh, there's a humble bundle for the RPG. Is The tabletop, uh, the uh, pen and paper RPG. The White Wolf stuff. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Oh, cool, man. I just thought you might be interested in that. Really? What, yeah. Is it digital versions or...? Yeah, I think it's all PDFs, so yeah. Mm-hmm. Shall I do some more? Should we do a quick roundup? I have nothing left, so you you fire away. Okay. Yes! Yes! So, Injustice 2, they announced Deadshot and Harley Quinn, um, and the customizable, how customizable it actually is. You played Injustice before? No. Injustice was great. <coughs> Bless you. Sorry. Sorry. Right? You. Injustice was great. Yeah. Really, really good. Uh, more combat with DC superheroes. Uh, oh yes oh, well I have played that yes yeah, sorry I didn't realise it was called Injustice I just I just jumped in sorry uh, in an interview with the dude from EA whose name escapes me right now uh, they were talking about whether now they've seen the markets for the likes of Bi- the Bioshock collection that's coming out yeah um, and a variety of other games that have now had remastered been remastered whether they'd reconsider doing 
a potential trilogy that we've been asking for. And apparently they were considering doing a Mass Effect remastered trilogy. That's what I saw, yeah, yeah. Here's my prediction. They are eventually going to announce that Mass Effect 4 isn't coming out at the beginning of next year. There is no way that game comes out early to early 2017. We haven't seen anything from it. We haven't seen anything. Nothing. I think what we'll get instead is a Mass Effect remastered trilogy. As they say, sorry about this, but here's this. Play this and um, enjoy this and, until it comes out. Oh, it's a uh, Scorpio and Neo uh, game. Oh. <laughs> Which leads me to my next one. Uh, Microsoft has said that the Scorpio will mark the end of the console generation. What? What do they mean by that? I'm guessing what they mean is that it will become less about the con- they're, they're turning them into PCs, basically. Less about the console, more yeah. about the hardware. Yeah. And like, I <laughs> Which think makes no sense because what they mean is the maybe I, I like think they're hinting that the Scorpio might be modular, that you'll be able to upgrade the Scorpio. But then, what's the point? Yeah, I don't like the fact that my console, in the words of my friend, I'm stealing here and here, this here, is is four years old, three years old, and it's obsolete ne- come next year. Yeah, it's a brick. Yep, yeah. compared to the others. It's um, an 80s mobile phone. Yeah, um, and I'm moving slowly towards the idea of getting a PC, as I've said before, so it might be the way to go. Especially considering all most Xbox games are now going to be released on PC anyway. They're Windows 10. Yeah. It's all about the operating system mm. now. Uh, the console is effectively a PC in a box. Yeah. That's all in it, I mean, a PC is a PC in a box. Yeah. But, you know, yeah, it's, it, don't even get me started. It drives me up the wall. Uh, Jesus-centric Big Lebowski spin-off planned, apparently. And John Turturro is on board to play Jesus again. Okay. Which I would watch. A child molester. Yeah, that thought crossed my mind. A TV series about a child molester, but mm. I'd still watch it. I love Big Lebowski. Oh, sorry, not a child molester, but someone who exposed himself. Yes, to that was it, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, Either way. Final Fantasy is delayed. Final Fantasy 15 has been delayed. Oh, shit. No, I love what? the Final Fantasy oh, series. Oh, fuck. What? <laughs> Below delayed as well. It is one that's been just repeatedly delayed. Below, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, that's never. It's like vaporware. Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, Thirty disc Lord of the Rings and Hobbit box set coming out. Shit. Uh, I'll be buying that, even though I've got them all. Just quickly. Yeah. Was it you that lent me the? No, it was Sean. I think. All oh, right. I need What's to return that to him at some point. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> Lando is going to be in the Han Solo movie. And rumours are that Donald, oh shit, son! Rumours are that my favourite actor Donald Glover will be in that as well. He is your favourite. I love Donald Glover, so yeah. Um, last thing on the NX, have you seen any of the rumours about the NX console? I have. I've seen the design. I've seen the uh, the fact that it's going to be a handheld that plugs into your TV. Yeah, uh, which is actually something that our very own Sean predicted mm-hmm. with little bits that you pop off and pop out and all yeah. that sort of stuff. I don't know where to start with it. Um, I don't. I don't know if that's necessarily. I don't know. It, it, Sean always says that they're the, they're the only company in the world that ever does anything new. Which, I, while I may not agree with it, they are the only ones who sit for some. And it's funny, isn't it? Because actually, there are times when I think he's right mm. because because they are the only company that kind of people just lump them in with the other consoles, and they're just like, oh, so the big players in the console market are Nintendo. Um, Microsoft and Sony 
But actually, Nintendo doesn't doesn't really want to be part of that. It doesn't no. even make any effort to try and even be part of that. It doesn't engage with the with the same audiences or even try and engage with the with the, with its own. Um, and the NX is is going to come out. The Nintendo fanboys will love it. Um, I would imagine um, because even if it's a badly executed idea, it'll probably it'll still have all the Mario games and shit all over it. So my, my opinion is it looks good. I like the it's idea. A very of it. interesting concept. Yeah. I don't think it's enough to stop the the blood loss that is Nintendo's declining share of the market. Yeah, but again, I think Sean would probably, and most other Nintendo fanboys would probably argue that Nintendo don't care about that. But should they be caring about that? It depends depends if they're trying to compete for the same audience. Well, no, I don't think they can compete for the same audience. So there's that, but I I just don't think it's an... I, I think it's an interesting idea. I think it looks really good. And I think I quite like the idea of him saying, hang on, the 3DS does really well. We should, we, let's tie it in with that. Or, or See, do, that that's yeah. the point, isn't it? Yeah. Is that's what they've done. They've, they've, they've gone, the handheld market is where we do best. Yes. Let's just go back to that. Yeah, with, with something that can compete as a console as well. What yeah. they're essentially saying is they're going to have the most powerful handheld console on the market by a long stretch. They they they're creating something that can compete with a mobile phone. Yeah, but why not just get a mobile phone or a better tablet? Has been brought up that they are basically marketing a mobile phone that you plug into your TV. But this laptop that yeah. we're recording on right yeah. now is yeah. one of those ones that folds back on itself and becomes a giant tablet. Yeah. Um, this this is more powerful. Yeah, I've seen, uh, and uh, apparently the hardware spec mm. that the NX is going to use is, you know, it's the stable version of a chip that was released last year. Yeah, being released next year, um, so it'll be two years old by the time it's in there. I mean, it'll be enough when it, for what Nintendo want to do with it. So um, I mean, that's the positive. <laughs> the positives of the NX. Yeah, that that's got. the positives. The negatives is I saw this thing about them filing for a patent about. Having hand gesture controls, you saw that, <laughs> did you? Everyone, everyone's doing it, and, and it's yeah. like you just think. I mean, obviously, Nintendo have more reason than most others yeah. to to go for the whole hand gesture, emotion control, and all that sort of stuff, considering their legacy with the Wii. Yeah. But just why it doesn't work well? D- isn't that like, what Nintendo fanboys were taking the piss out of the Xbox for? <laughs> yeah, that's what I don't understand. Isn't this exactly what they were taking the piss out of that the Kinect didn't work? Yeah. That there was no point because you need some some kind of some form of resistance. Yeah, because that, that was the thing. I mean, I remember sitting there yeah. with the Xbox 360's version of Kinect, yes. trying to trying to get it to do my hand so that I could hold the my hand over an icon while that thing went round. Went bing, yeah. you've touched it. It's like no, I haven't. I'm just fucking yeah. you know, just <laughs> waving my hand at the fucking Xbox. I like, <laughs> just like you know. Do you, want to, do you want to play the Kinect game? Yeah, sure. What do you have to do? Well, we have to move the entire room around. Yeah. But we'll play it. Yeah, that's yeah. good. And, and the Xbox is constantly telling you that you need to step further forward. <laughs> yeah. like that. Or further back. And I can't step yeah, further back. It's a sofa. I know I did. I know I've made a mistake buying this. So, <laughs> yeah. so I'm not sure about the whole... That just... Uh, that Nintendo fanboys have been ribbing Xbox owners for the Kinect and that strikes me as a bit weird. Absolutely. But, now this is the thing. Yeah. Do you think that something like the NX, because of the way it is modular Mm -hmm. and it can pop off and pop on, uh, the little controllers and things like that, 
and that it is a handheld that uh, will plug into your TV and potentially be a console as well. Wow. Don't you think that sort of thing is just the kind of thing, if it's put at the right price point, mm. might just sell that whole cake? Yeah, I think so. I, I do think so. I think that's... I think it's interesting Nintendo at the moment as well. I even even though I've, I haven't really seen much of it, I'm just, I'm quite tempted to buy one. Yeah, I, I'd need to see it. Yeah, I, I I say I'm on board with the idea. I yeah. think it's a really good idea, um, and I think it's a nice way of Nintendo maybe carving out a little market for themselves. Yeah, I, I don't think it will sell as much as the Wii, but then what would sell as much as the Wii is, is I suppose, the argument there. Um, but if you can say here is Pokemon Go Plus that comes on this thing, mm-hmm. you pay thirty dollars, thirty pounds. Why do I go with dollars all the time? Thirty pounds for it. I don't know. I like Pokemon Go. Yeah, and you get an upgraded version of the game that ties immediately in with Sun and Moon or whatever it is that's coming out. Yeah, yeah. I think that's quite interesting. That is quite interesting. And I think they could do something with that. So. You you go out with your 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 handheld console. You catch things. You bring it home, and then you fight people online. Yeah, with with the Pokemon that you've just caught. Yeah, man. I'm down with that. Yeah, Tommy B be down with that. Tommy B be down with that. So yeah, I just wanted to end on the NX because I thought that was quite interesting. So I think so too. Cool. I uh, I I like I said, I'm probably going to buy one. Yeah. I reckon. I mean, well, you know, like you said, I have to see it. I yeah, see it first. It's like how I, no matter how much I say I'm not going to, I'm probably going to buy a Scorpio. Are you though? I don't think I'm going to buy a Scorpio. I I would like not to, and they're all doing it by the way as well. The, the Neo is about to be announced, and but it's not going to do it. It's not. It's not going to change. It's not going to change the um, the fundamental ability of the Xbox One. The Xbox One that we have mm. will still play a lot of the stuff that comes out. Yeah. You know, Will it though? Is the thing. Well, yeah. Do we think? Do we not think that the Scorpio is just the next Xbox console? Do you know what? Let's talk about this in the next podcast. Okay. Yeah. With our next podcast, which is very Xbox centric, anyway. It is. It's yeah. why we love. And maybe a little bit of why we hate sometimes some of the things they do. Yeah, the punishment. Yes. The beatings in the cellar. Yeah, it yeah. is. It's a bit of Stockholm syndrome. With yeah, it is. With, with the Xbox love, but yeah. All cool. right, cool. So that's the uh, that's the news. It's news wrapped up. Okay, so thanks for listening. We're back again uh, in a few days' time. So yeah, bye. Bye.